It is a joy to be here worshiping with you. And I want to say at the outset this morning that we could not do what we do at this ministry without you. So thank you for loving us so well. I had a blast at your Carry the Cross 5K last year. Um, it was so much fun. I was grateful I wasn't running it. But anyway... <laughs> So anyway, I want to start with a scripture this morning that you know well that's on the screen. Psalm 127.3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. You see, we believe at Mountain Area Pregnancy Services that children are a blessing and a reward from our Heavenly Father. But this is all despite the fact that we live in a world right now that preaches a very secular message about children. It preaches that they are disposable, that they will destroy and they will interrupt your life. But you see, every day we work with brave moms and dads who have to make a very hard choice and we encourage them to choose life for their children and to understand the blessing that their child or children can be in their world. And this morning, I want to share two such blessings with you. On your left is a set of beautiful twin girls. Your giving to MAPS made the services to um, their mother possible last year. And she brought them in so we could meet them. They're just beautiful girls. They're sweet as they can be. I wanted to take them home, and she wouldn't let me. But anyway, um, the young girl on your right was born to a single mom who had a very difficult choice to make in her life. And praise Jesus, she chose life, amen? So I wanted you to see the fruit of your labor because there's so much we can't tell at MAPS. There's so many stories we can't relay, but these are two that we could. I wanna share a couple of testimonials with you this morning. Again, so you know the impact of your prayers and your giving. And I have changed the names for anonymity of these clients. But the first one I wanna talk about is Megan. She called us believing she was pregnant, made an appointment, kept the appointment, came in. 10 to 15 minutes later, her boyfriend showed up. And um, we always separate girls and guys at the beginning to see if it's a healthy relationship, see what's going on, is there abuse, all that stuff. Megan sat down in the room with us and openly admitted, hey, I just smoked fentanyl about an hour or two before I came to you. So we could see the effects of the drugs as she's sitting there talking to us. She couldn't put sentences together well. We later learned because the boyfriend showed up, as I said, he had been a past drug abuser, but praise God, he had gone to rehab and gotten clean and he had been clean several months. So we were grateful that he showed up that day. But she told us as she sat down in the room, I want to have an abortion. I cannot carry this baby. So we knew that from the get-go. We performed a pregnancy test. She was pregnant. We then asked to perform an ultrasound. We performed two when they're there. She let us perform the first one. We couldn't see much, though, because she was very early in her pregnancy. So we said, well, we need to perform the second one so we can see better. And she was like... Absolutely not. She was obviously coming off the drugs. She was quite high. And she refused. She said, I'm going through with an abortion. She got dressed. She ran out the building. As the boyfriend is there sort of in shock, not knowing what to do, we just encouraged him. And we said, will you encourage her? She went radio silent after she left our building. We were calling. We were texting. And we had a prayer chain from here to Tennessee for this girl. She randomly popped back up in our text messages three to four weeks later and said, I've chosen life. 
I want to enroll in your parenting program. Now, praise God, but you still pray for Megan. She is still abusing drugs. She's gone radio silent again. We don't know if she's coming to parenting, but praise God if this baby truly is saved. We haven't physically seen her yet. The second client I want to tell you about is Sarah. Now, Sarah was married when she came to us. She believed she was pregnant, wanted to confirm it and everything. Sarah had grown up in church, but had been out of church for a while. Many of our clients, most of our clients, quite honestly, are never in a church. Only about 42% profess to be Christian when they come through our doors. So she was attending, she had attended church when she was younger. And about the time she came to us with her pregnancy, she freely admitted she was not ready to be a mom. But she had gotten reconnected with someone from a church she had grown up in. And that lady invited her back to church. So she went to church. And lo and behold, guess what they promoted that Sunday? A new Bible study on parenting. Amen. And so they're sitting there looking at each other like, this is a sign, you know, type thing. She did choose life. She is going to go to this parenting study that's kicking off in another week at this church. She desires that. But here's the sad piece of Sarah's story. We are so grateful that she is in church again. But she told us that she was thinking of having an abortion because she didn't want to admit to church people that she wasn't ready to be a mom. Praise God for a church that just engulfed her. Amen. And that's what your church here does. Those are just two testimonials. So I want to give God some glory this morning. Everything we do is for his glory. But I want you to see the true impact of your giving last year. Here's what we served last year. 315 clients between our two buildings in Asheville and Waynesville. Waynesville opened in May. That was 232 pregnancy tests, 243 ultrasounds. Note that 7% of the clients we serve are minors. That means they're under the age of 18. 61% of the clients we serve are single. And we can sit here today and say, well, well, choosing life should be an easy choice. It is one of the hardest choices our women will ever make. When the majority of them are single, over 15% are abusing drugs. They may be in an abusive relationship. They may be homeless. Oh, and let's throw a baby in the mix of that, right? This is a very hard decision for them to make. So we have to love them to choose life. We had 449 spiritual discussions. We know of at least one rededication of life. We kicked off Bible studies in both of our counties. And a cool story from our Asheville Bible study, a girl who had been out of church for several years, she thought she was saved. She'd been out of church. She started attending our Bible study. She was remarried, so they had a blended family, children from both the husband and the wife. And she said to her husband, we should be raising our children in church. They had just had a child together um, through us. So the dad agreed. They started church shopping. Through that process, they found a church that they joined. Mom got dad baptized. Dad got baptized. A daughter got baptized. And now mom and dad are serving in the children's ministry. Amen. And we also have um, a lady that got healing last year through our abortion recovery ministry. She found healing with us, and in two weeks, she will kick off leading her first group to help other women heal, find healing. So that's all glory to God. 
More than 60% of our clients are thinking abortion when they come through our door and or they're extremely undecided, which means abortion is a good option for them when they come through the doors. And we know of at least 45 women, they don't all tell us what they choose, but we know of at least 45 who changed their mind for life after an ultrasound, amen. So what are our challenges looking ahead? Well, they're pretty big. We are starting to serve more and more clients from out of state. States like Tennessee have practically outlawed abortion, so we've served clients from Tennessee and other surrounding states. Pray for us as we figure out our services are the same no matter what state someone comes from, but that's a, that's a sort of a different story for us. They can't come back and forth all the time for parenting. There's just some logistics we need to work through if they're going to come from further away. Easier access to abortion. Are you aware that just two weeks ago, the FDA quietly, it didn't make the news until the drug manufacturer announced it, the FDA quietly put a law in place that made it even easier to get the two abortion pills to have an abortion for a chemical abortion. They now allow retail pharmacies to dispense them. When COVID hit, they allowed you to get the pills through telemedicine. The first pill that you take with a chemical abortion is on an FDA medication list of dangerous drugs, and the first pill for a chemical abortion is on that list of 60. That tells you all you need to know about that medication. This is dangerous for women. You need to pray about this. This third one, I'm sure you're looking at the slide thinking, what does she mean? Getting a seat at the table. Well, that's not a meal, but we'll gladly take a meal at MAPS. This is to help us get invited to be on work groups, planning groups, things in our town and our city to move the needle forward, if you will, with women and men who are impacted by an unplanned pregnancy. I shared in the 930 service, we often apply, well not often, but here and there, we apply for secular grants in our town. And when we do, we ask for things that should not be controversial. We ask for diapers, wipes. We ask for stuffed animals to put heartbeats in. We never ask for Bibles or any spiritual literature in those grant applications. And can I tell you, church family, we always get denied. And the sad part about that, every time we get a denial, it just cuts in my heart. And I just like, I have to sit down for a minute and just process it. Because the sad reality is we never get an answer why. Well, we can read between the lines. We know the why. And despite the fact that we often get told no, we serve a big God church family. And he has never let us lack for anything we need. And he is a faithful God. So pray for us. We are not the most popular group in town. I don't have to lie to you. We are just sometimes not popular. But we're popular with the King of Kings, and that's all that matters to us. And then the last thing is so exciting. I wish I could roll it out for you today. I can't quite yet. But we have, this is a good problem. We have outgrown our Asheville building completely. We are like sardines in there. And so... We are making a plan that we're going to be rolling out with you very soon as to how we think God wants to expand this ministry and give us additional space. This is a big undertaking for us. So when we roll all this out, please be praying for us on this. Continue to pray for us as I've highlighted all morning here. 
1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have a very active prayer ministry at MAPS and if you wanna sign up for that today, see me afterwards. I've got cards on the table in the lobby where the stuff is. Just sign your name and email and stuff and we'll get you on that prayer list. Finally, Pastor Ben had asked me to share a current need that we might have and your MAPS group did this a, a year and a half or so ago for us. They created some new mom care bags. These are gifts just for mom with no baby items in them. And they're to encourage moms, they're to love on moms that are struggling and just need to feel extra love. We, we gift them these. So if you can buy some of the items that we like to put in those, give them to Hannah and, or someone in the mobs group. They're gonna put the bags together and bring those to us. So thank you in advance for getting some things for, to love on our moms. And then finally, is God calling you to be engaged somehow with us? Um, you know, uh, I often do not share my personal testimony, but it is a testimony of singleness, never been pregnant, never had children, can't have children. And what God did four and a half years ago when he called me to MAPS to fight for children was like mind blowing in my life. But I'm here to tell you, church family, I am living proof that God can use anybody in this cause. And if he can call me up and use me however he can use me, he can use you. And if he's tugging on your heart to be engaged somehow outside the realm of this church to volunteer with us, we need medical and non-medical volunteers. Um, if he's calling you to do something, talk to me. You never know what God is up to, but we trust him with the results. Thank you so much for loving us well, Pole Creek. I pray God's blessings upon your church family in 23, and thank you for what you do for us. God bless. Yeah, of course you can. Can you turn this one on, Mike? Ben's probably having a panic attack because this was not planned, but... Um, Excuse me if I start crying, um, but one thing that Christy did not mention is that they also offer grief counseling. Um, and as many of you know, we lost Kyson um, back in September, and I knew that I was going to have to, me and Tyler both were going to have to have a grief counselor. Tyler had just lost his job. I wasn't working. I had no idea how we were going to pay for it, but I didn't care. I immediately messaged Christy, and she said, like, come on, we can figure it out. What I didn't know is that MAPS offers free grief counseling. It was a need that me and my husband needed, and God met it. So Christy didn't ask me to do this at all. Um, but when you're giving, or if God puts on your heart to give to MAPS, I want you to think about me and Tyler, and that we didn't, we just trusted God to be able to take care of that need for us. So I'm encouraging you to... Pick a number that you want to donate and then just give a little bit more and know that God is going to fulfill that and fulfill your needs and not only that, but double it. And like, I hate when people come up asking for money, but this is honestly like a faith challenge for y'all. And if y'all have any questions about grief counseling or if you need any of that, and the funny thing is, is that like she was talking about anonymity, but you also don't think that it could be one of yours, like a part of your church family. And there could be women in the future in our church that need this service. So 
I know that's hard, and I don't know why God laid this on my heart to share, but there you go. Well, while God's calling, I guess he's calling a lot of us. Um, as I sat there quietly, also trying not to cry, um, God was stomping my guts out to share just a quick second of our testimony. Um which I haven't really shared here before. So just a quick snippet, though, that the Lord laid on my heart is my husband and I tried and tried and tried and tried for years to have children, and we couldn't. And, you know, it's, it led us to a place of deep sadness and a place of um, just really asking God why. You know, we're not bad people. We've always been in church. We've always tried to help others. And it's easy to fall into a place of why me. But then... Um, he started work on, on me as a place of just trust me. And so to make a long story short, um, my husband and I became foster parents for Buncombe County DSS, and they brought us this tiny little sickly baby who they said no one else would take, and uh, we agreed to take him. And now, um, 14 years later, he is um, a freshman at Asheville High School, and we are so proud of him. Um, our other son <laughs> came to us because um, a acquaintance of my sister-in-law um, became pregnant, and she was also addicted to drugs, which we did not know at the time. Um, but 15 months after our first son came to us, she approached me completely randomly, had never met me before a day in her life, and um, we ended up adopting that baby, too, <laughs> very unexpectedly. Um, and so I just say to you, folks, if you have experienced infertility, trust in God. If the Lord has ever laid it on your heart to be a foster parent, trust him. Because even though you think that it's not a perfect time, there's no such thing. That's probably the number one thing he's taught us. Um, but there are lots of reasons for us to be encouraged today. And one of them, one of my biggest blessings will always be that um, the mothers of my two boys chose life. Well, and I, I'm Gloria Anderson, and I just felt a need to just put a plug in for MAPS as well. Um, not all women choose life. Some of us choose abortion, and I have done that. And through MAPS, through, they offer a Bible study that's for healing, and when I took it, it was forgiven and set free. But I just want you support all of what MAPS does. And MAPS loves women and loves babies. But they love like the love of Christ. No matter whether the woman has chosen life or chosen death for her child, they still show them the love of Christ. And statistics are probably still one out of every four women here have had an abortion. And I just want to put a plug that I am a testimony that Jesus' blood can cleanse even the darkest spot and that there is healing and forgiveness and restoration to be found in the blood of Jesus. And so I encourage you that if you have had an abortion and have not received healing, to talk to Christy, to call her, and she can get you plugged into one of the Bible studies uh, for post-abortive women. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for sharing, and I think that just speaks to the, the 
wide spectrum of services that MAPS provides, not just to counsel women not to have abortions, but also to love women after they've had abortions and need that counseling and that grief care because abortion takes a huge, uh, makes a huge impact on a woman's life and it, and it hurts them and, and in many ways can destroy them if they don't have the support and love that they need. And as a church family, we're just as much in favor of that unborn life as we are that mother's life. That mother's life is just as important and we're for all life, no matter the color of the skin, the language, the country they're from. Uh, the mother, the unborn baby, or the father. We want all life to succeed, and we know that the best way for life to succeed is in a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that human beings are only fulfilled when they know the Lord Jesus Christ. So what MAPS does is MAPS stands on the Word of God as they counsel these ladies and these couples and as they urge them to choose life. And even after the fact, as they show them that there is forgiveness awaiting them, even if they have made that choice in the past. And, you know... Even though we live in a world that's ever increasingly against life, it seems that our culture is more and more for death. As we hear more and more talk of abortion, as we hear more and more talk of a physician's assisted suicide and euthanasia, and we get to the place where even in uh, economic policies of socialism and communism, that you study those enough, you find out that it's whatever is for the greatest good, but then for that small minority that it's not for the greatest good, what happens to them? Well, in some, some cases, people think they should be annihilated and they should be gotten rid of because they're in the way of everyone else. Well, Christianity is not that way. Christianity believes that every individual life is eternally valuable. Every single life is eternally valuable. And the reason that it's valuable is not because it's smart, not because of the job you have, not because of the upbringing you have, but simply because you have been created in the image of God. Our value comes from the fact that God made us and that God didn't just make us, but he made us special. And I said I wasn't going to preach and I'm not. This is just a sermonette. So just I hope, I hope you enjoy this because this is probably one of the only sermonettes I'll ever give. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Number one, we see the value in who God made us because he gave us authority over all creation. He didn't make us like the dogs and the birds and the bugs and the things that crawl on the earth. He made us special. Did you hear what verse 26 said? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth. Number one, you are valuable because God has created you to be over and steward his creation. Number two, in verse 27, we see that God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. We understand that in the two genders that God created, man and woman, that we see the perfect reflection of God's glory. If you think about this in Ephesians chapter 5, God uses man and woman, the marriage union, to describe salvation. He says that husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So when we see a man and a woman who commit to each other in marriage and who are loving to each other and, and pure to each other, what we see is a reflection of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We see the beauty and the eternal value of our God in the marriage relationship between male and female, man and woman. And then lastly, it says that God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Here we see the value in humanity because God says, let's get more human beings on this earth. Let's fill it up. Let's be fruitful and multiply. And as Christina said, and I think as Christy had mentioned too, there are many people that can't have children. And you know what? We grieve with them and we pray alongside of them and we encourage them. But you know what? God's still got a great purpose for you. Your value is not defined in whether or not you can have children because God can give you influence in the life of a child who needs an adult to pour into them, to disciple them. Today, you may have the mindset that children are an inconvenience. Well, they're not. The Bible says the more children, the better, really, is what the Bible says. Children are a blessing. And in a society that tells us children are inconvenient, we actually got an invitation uh, not so long ago, and it said children are not allowed, and it was at a wedding ceremony. And I got to thinking, isn't that the kind of stuff we want our children to witness? Uh, how do children grow up to be good, moral, functioning Christian people if they're not around their parents and not around other adults who are living for God? How do, how do they mature up to a place where they can be an adult if they're not around adults to love them and disciple them? I think we're in a culture now where we just want to separate the kids, separate the kids away from us, when in reality, they should be with us. They are a blessing, and they are a sign of life, and they are a sign of the value of human life. Hey, babies are good, and we love babies here at Pole Creek. We love children. We love all life because, listen, if you want to make a difference in the world, don't try to become a millionaire. Don't try to run the best business the world's ever seen. But if you want to make a true difference in this world, Impact the life of a child for Jesus Christ. Teach them what it means to be a godly man or woman. Exemplify that and be the example in their lives. Love them through their difficult circumstances. And I promise you, you will impact the world like no one has ever done before. And that's why here at Pole Creek, we love our children. We love children. We want children to be involved. We want children to be a part. We want children to see what it means to be a Christ follower. And I'm telling you, if we continue to invest in our next generation... God is going to bless this church, and God is going to bless our community because of it. 